We're back. This week on The Screeners, we discuss our favorites to pick the best of the best from 2013. Let's go. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is The Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Screeners Podcast. My name's Chris. This is Chad. Melody. And Josh. And we're back again to talk the best of 2013. I'm really excited about this episode, guys, because we get to talk about the best books. Uh, we get to talk about the best television and the best movies we've seen all year long. And I can't wait to talk about all of those things. But before we get started, I wanted to make sure that we let you guys know in our audience that we want to hear from you. Please, whether you like our picks, whether you don't like our picks for the best of 2013, we want to hear about it. So email us at screenerspodcast at gmail.com. Drop us a comment at screenerspodcast.com. Just let us know what you think of 2013 and what you're looking forward to in 2014. But we're really excited to dive in and chat a little bit about what we thought of this past year. So let's get started. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right, guys, for our first category, we're going to be talking about video games. And this is our best experience that we had in the world of gaming for 2013, whether it be on a console, PC, your mobile device, whatever that case might be. We want to talk about the best games of 2013. So kicking us off first, Chad, what was your favorite gaming experience of last year? Well, I had one kind of mountaintop gaming experience in 2013. And I've got a couple of other honorable mentions um, that we'll talk about. One is a mobile game, and I stayed away from it for as long as I could because I knew the second that I started playing it, it would start daring me to spend money, and that is exactly what has happened. (laughs) That's Clash of Clans, and um, not a big surprise there, but it takes what games like We Rule and Farmville did very well, and it combines attacking each other and being in a clan and helping your clan by sharing troops and yes it's as nerdy as it sounds and it's great i love it i I, the good thing about it too is that it's not one of those games you have to come back to like 25 times a day so i probably check it in the morning and then maybe once or twice more during the day for about two minutes at a time and it's great fun so clash of clans uh another honorable mention for me was bioshock infinite it wasn't (laughs) nearly as good as the original bioshock but it was still still a good experience but my, by far, my favorite experience in gaming for 2013 and probably, no, not probably, definitely in my top three experiences of all time was The Last of Us, the game by Naughty Dog on the PlayStation 3. Not a big shock there. It's on a lot of people's top 10 lists. But this game was a long game, about 20 hours worth of just pure story. And I'm a sucker for story. But it's not really a zombie game. It's it's a beautiful game. It's exciting. It's intense. So without a doubt for me, The Last of Us. Nice. Awesome. Rock on. Josh, how about you, man? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess I have to give this one to Bioshock Infinite since I'm nice. pretty sure that was the only game I bought last year. Um, I I agree with, the, with Chad and with the guys over at Penny Arcade who I, I read a... They did a pretty decent takedown of why the ending was a kind of a total cop-out. I think it was a little cheap, but throughout the rest of the game, I mean, like Chad said, it was a good experience. It wasn't as good as the original, but it was still strong. It was still a good ambient thing, and I guess that gets it just because I am not nearly the gamer I used to be, and that was 
what I bought because of the podcast. So thank you, everyone. <laughs> You're welcome. And good night. <laughs> Melody, how about you? <laughs> well, Josh, you kind of thiefed my answer there because Bioshock Infinite is probably mm. the only game that I really played this year either. But I was thinking, like, I used to be definitely a mobile gamer at least, so I was, like, looking through my phone, like, what games do I play on here again? And I'm realizing that really all I do on my phone anymore is Facebook, and this is very depressing to me. So I'd like to thank you guys for having this segment on the podcast so that I can decide I'm going to find some fun mobile games instead nice. of being on Facebook yes, all the time. Shame you because, into wasting more time. Yes, thank Good you for call. that, Shane. Wait, wait, and I'll find some fun games to play. So would she, would she like Clash of Clans there? I think Probably. so. It's pretty great, yes. <laughs> yeah. Come on over, Melody. Okay. <laughs> well, I only had five uh, or six days in the month of December to get to know this game, but it has kind of stolen most of my gaming time, and that is Forza 5 oh, next for the gen. Xbox One. Um, yeah, so I got an Xbox One for Christmas, and um, this was the one game that I got with the system, and it really blew me away. It is a gorgeous-looking game. It is a lot of fun, and one aspect of the game that I didn't expect to actually get into at all was the multiplayer aspect of the game because most racing games that I've played in the past, the multiplayer has always been horrible and horrendous and just not a good experience in any way, shape, or form. But the Forza 5 multiplayer is quite incredible if you can get a group of people that you already know and trust and that will actually kind of play nice, I guess is what I'd say. At least they have some sort of sportsmanship uh, to their gaming. Because you're it looking can be very... for sportsmanship on Xbox Live. <laughs> yeah, well, but if you've got a good, group of, a good group of friends, maybe five or six players that you can get together at once, which thankfully I've been able to connect with, um, it's been it's been a really enjoyable experience. But I mean, besides the multiplayer, the single player, the you know the top gear guys are on this um, on every single level. They explain the cars and why they're exciting and why they're fun. And so it's just there's a lot of life breathed into this. It's not just the cold, sterile simulation racer. And so I think Forza Five for me has been the most um, the, the, my favorite gaming experience. Number one because it's next gen. But it just surprised me. I wasn't expecting to really like it as much as I did. I, of course, I I put Bioshock Infinite first because I think I really I loved that game. It was fantastic. But everybody else has said that, and I think we've sung its praises enough. So I think Forza 5, for me, probably lands on top there. All right. So I think by default, then, the only game on everybody's list is Bioshock, Bioshock. Infinite. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that definitely deserves it. I mean, I think it was an amazing game. There's no doubt. Yeah, it was good. So Awesome. All right. Okay, so there was 2013. Now let's look forward to 2014. What are some of the things you're excited to see coming in the next year? Chad, what's what's kind of on your uh, uh, front burner? I don't know what that is. <laughs> what you front say? burner. I don't know what this dope is. I don't know. Son of a gun. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, I uh, the low-hanging fruit in this question is the obviously Titanfall for me. Um, so I'm, I don't know if you guys will put that on your list as well, primarily because, you know, I'm a, I'm an older guy, You're an older guy, <laughs> I'm an older guy, married children or kid, a kid. And so if I'm going to play games, then I want it to be a good experience. And so the being able to play with friends online is kind of the, the big issue for me, um, if I'm going to do it. So Titanfall seems to be exactly what I'm going to want that to be. And the gameplay looks amazing. I'm also excited about Sunset Overdrive, a game that they showed when they yeah. uh, debuted 
uh, the Xbox One. And there's a new game, a new horror game from the original creator of Resident Evil who has gone off and started a new studio, something something the oh, face of evil that. or something like that and it actually I saw the trailer mm. and it looks pretty spectacular so those would be the big ones for me in 2014 if you guys will play with me I'll Never. play with you Josh <laughs> Josh Josh what are you, are you looking forward to anything at all I was it? just going to steal Chad's and say Titanfall is yeah. is Destiny coming out this year Yes it, it is Well maybe I'll say that then to be different cuz mm. I'm just not enough of a gamer but i find myself somehow with an xbox one so i'll be getting at least one of those um Both in the hopes that i can still <laughs> this is the show friendship this is the show where josh yeah. says i'm looking forward to nothing in every category <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right is surprised. <laughs> Never mind. All right, what so- am i looking forward to in movies i hope hollywood sinks into the sea <laughs> oh, go ahead melody what games are you looking for <laughs> Well, I'm actually super looking forward to playing Age of Wonders 3. I'm a big fan of the Age of of whatever games, Age of Mythology, Age of Empires. I've played them all. And Age of Wonders 3 just came out, which I did not know until today when I started looking uh, what was coming out. And I found out that that was out, and I'm really excited to play it. So um, it's awesome, and I'll be playing it soon. Yay. Yay. Awesome. What what about you, Chris? All right, so I already had Destiny and Titanfall on there just because those are both high on the list. Watch Dogs looks pretty good. I'm excited about that. But the two that I'm most excited about would be uh, Tom Clancy's The Division. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that uh, demo. It looks so good. Uh, And then also because I have been a fan of the series since its inception and I have followed it. It's gotten a little bit crazy over the years but I still like it a lot and that's Metal Gear Solid Mm -hmm. Uh, Ground Zeroes I think is coming out in a couple of months it's like the prelude or the um, kind of getting you acclimated to the new style of playing Metal Gear Solid and then the full game which is called Phantom Pain comes out either later this year or maybe into 2015 I'm going to guess into 2015 because they're saying that um, but uh, at least Ground Zeroes is going to be a good a good experience that I'm looking forward to in the next year. That's cool. I think I rem- if I remember correctly you and Melody were actually in town and you bought a PlayStation 3 because Metal Gear had just come out and Melody yes. kept saying no and we kept saying yes. Well, yes. mostly because of you making us <laughs> yes. buy it, not because it that was came awesome. out. This is, every, time I need to buy, every time I need to buy something, a large purchase, I just need to hang around Chad that's for it. a little while. Let's do it. Enjoy life, and, kids. That's right. <laughs> suddenly, <laughs> suddenly I'm able to get it. Awesome. All right. Well, I think, Josh, you've got our next category. What are we talking about next, man? We are talking about books next. Books. You remember all those times we talked about books on the podcast? I, I, there were there were at least one point five times. I don't remember at all. <laughs> I remember two distinct times. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, same format as last time. We're gonna go with the favorite of twenty thirteen and what we're looking forward to in twenty fourteen. Let's start out with uh, one of our more avid readers, Melody. What'd you like about twenty thirteen? I thought you were gonna call on me, man. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. (laughs) It's my New Year's resolution. Yeah, it should be. Mm -hmm. All right. My top literary experience of 2013 was a book called The Crowd, The Critic, and The Muse by Michael Gunger. It was kind of a life-changing, pivotal book for me. It's it's a book for, like, creatives, any any creative-type person, creators. And um, he definitely goes into the whole discussion of like excellence in art versus uh using 
technology and other modern conveniences to create um, to create content that maybe is not necessarily art as in its best form and 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 a lot of other issues similar to that so anyways it was a very inspiring book for me personally and i think everyone who is a creative type would greatly enjoy it and it also has might i add with great enthusiasm it definitely has the funniest story I have ever read in any book ever. Chris can attest to this. It's I was true. literally, it's true. I mean, I don't laugh out loud like a lot when reading, like literally crying, laughing for like an hour. I could not even get through the story. It was so hysterical. So if for nothing else, read this book for that because it'll change your life. I thank you very much. All right. Well, that was a glowing review. Chad, how about you? <laughs> I don't think it's what I'm about to say is going to change anyone's life. That's for sure. <laughs> 2013 for me uh, was a disappointing reading year just from the standpoint of I usually try to also read a decent amount of fiction. And as I was going through what I'd read this year, it was about 90% nonfiction. And that's not necessarily bad. But for someone like me that, you know, like I said, I really love stories in general. Um, I've got to see if I can flip that around. So the one book that um, that kind of stood out to me was a book called The Men Who Would Be King. And it's about the uh, three gentlemen that founded DreamWorks, um, Spielberg, Geffen, and Katzenberg. And it's about the inner workings of how that studio came into being and all the backroom deals and all of the power plays that they did. And it's very, very interesting to see that side of Hollywood. And But it was very interesting. So I would say if anybody is interested in Hollywood and the system and learning about these personalities and how stuff actually gets made, it's actually a pretty fascinating read. Uh, so that's it for me, The Men Who Would Be King. There is no shame in nonfiction. I agree. <laughs> so Chris, how about yes. you? What books did you listen to this year? I, well... <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I like I like um, uh, books with pictures in them, and uh, that'd be comic books. And so I'm going to oh go my. with my favorite comic book of the year. <laughs> of, of course, course you are. are. Yep. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and that would be, and I would highly recommend it as well. And that would actually be a run of comic books, a, a full story. And it was in the new Batman uh, New Fifty Two line called Death of the Family. It was the return of the Joker, and it was oh. one of the most exciting, well written, like. Maybe on level with like the Dark Knight, like really very very well done. Um, the Joker's back, and he's he's got a completely different um, viewpoint. He's a lot more brutal than he's ever been in the past, and uh, it was um, it was quite a good read. So if you're into comic books in any way, shape, or form, if you've got an iPad or um, you know. Uh, uh, any other kind of um, tablet that you can download Comixology on, I would highly recommend uh, downloading the Death of the Family run in the Batman series. It was a spectacularly great time, and uh, it was a lot of fun. All right. Well, from art books to picture books, um, <laughs> I would like to say <laughs> that I've read wonderful things in 2013, but I really my reading has fallen off and it's really kind of sad. I spend most of my reading time catching up on articles, either news politics articles or tech articles online. Uh, as far as books go, I think the only fiction book maybe I got all the way through was Ender's Game and I'm sure not putting that up at the top <laughs> spot. You love it. Uh, so nonfiction, moving on, I 
I didn't read it all the way through, but I'd started it before and I finally finished Phantoms in the Brain, which is a great book about neuroscience and neurology and brain disorders and is absolutely fascinating and well-written, like approachable. Um, but also a book called True Enough, Learning to Live in a Post-Fact Society hmm. um, about punditry and how, how we accept things that quote-unquote experts tell us on TV and on the internet hmm. and how we create echo chambers and amplify viewpoints that don't have much basis in fact. And so that was an interesting read as well. And I guess I'll throw those out there for 2013. Mm -hmm. So moving along to next year, what are we all looking forward to? And I guess we'll go in the same order. So Melody, how about you? Well, guys, you know what I have to say in this category. <laughs> I hope you know what I have to say. I'm, I'm going to say the same thing. So Melody's <laughs> going to speak for both of us on this one. I oh, you can speak for yourself. Oh, okay. There's no, so can't. much to say about uh, yeah. it. Go ahead. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I am most looking forward to a book called The Great Darkening by R.G. Triplett. <laughs> it's a book that I have been quite involved in the publishing of and will be releasing on March 7th. And it's going to be amazing. Um, so everyone should read it. That's all I'll say because you guys have heard plenty about it before. But actually, at some point, uh, we should have a a revisitation to the whole Kickstarter campaign that we did run for this book, which was highly successful, and the whole like world of of ebook publishing because I have definitely learned a ton. Um, this is quite an industry out there. And, um, so we're, we're going to see how we do with this launch, but, um, for anyone who does want the book, it will be free on March 7th. Cause we're going to be running a free download thing through Amazon, which if anyone's interested, I could tell you all about that and why we're doing it. But anyways, it'll be free on the 7th. So you should download it and I'm done. Awesome. Revisiting it assumes that this podcast will uh, still be going. Indeed, it does. Indeed, oh. it does. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Melody and Chris are done. Chad? Uh, I have two. Uh, one is a book by a, a guy who's named Kyle Miner. It's a book called Praying Drunk. And it's a collection of uh, short stories, and it's from all of the things that I've been reading. Uh, this is supposedly one of the great book of S books of essays um, that's been written in the last decade or so. So I'm excited to read that. And then contrary to Josh's opinion that everybody that's a, a popular writer is also no good, uh, Stephen King is writing a book in 14, releasing a book called Mr. Mercedes, that looks uh, looks really great. I'm a big Stephen King fan, so those would be my. I never said every popular author is no good. Just every popular author you like. <laughs> <laughs> the Great I Darkening. Said, Sorry. Great what? Darkening. No. Huh? Are you going to actually read anything. it? Are you going to read it or listen to it? <laughs> you know, actually, well, he's going to record. At this it. point, we, we didn't actually make um, our Kickstarter goal to do the recording. So, unfortunately, I'm just going to have to read it. Um, but I'm actually in the middle of it right now. I'm, 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 I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I'm enjoying it a lot. Good. Good, good, good. What about you, Josh? I, I guess that leaves me. Uh, you know what? Let's just open the floor up for recommendations for me because I'm out of touch with everything popular culture. There's a book called The Great literature. Darkening. The I'm Great Darkening. Sure. Really? Tell me about it. I'll send you a link. Awesome. I will look forward to it. Let's move on to uh, reduce my shame here. <laughs> wow. How about you just read anything, Josh, that is fiction? Fiction? Hmm. Did you ever finish the Inheritance Can... Trilogy, which became a quadrilogy? Um, 
Did you send me the fourth one? So there you go. <laughs> I I'll, read everything I'll, you gave me. I will send you the fourth one, the conclusion. There you go. So that can, you can look it, it, forward to well, that in 2014. Don't, don't you think the quality fell off the as third the series one, went on? The third one was terrible, and the fourth one was a return to form. So was it? It's worth it. Yeah. I don't remember what who these people are anymore though so i, I don't they're dragons yep that's, that's all you need that's what i know <laughs> that is all you need that's, that's all right. you need dragons. maybe josh that's are you the one that hasn't read any of the narnia books i am one of the ones oh my <laughs> gosh well it would go take read you like those. a day it take you a day to read lion witch in the wardrobe you'd like it uh-huh. <laughs> josh and right. on that high Let's note folks just... i'll wow. give it to my child <laughs> <laughs> nice Here. all right 2013 has been called the golden age of television, and I think that a lot of us here on the screeners tend to agree with that sentiment. And so what we're going to do now is take you through our individual top five television shows from the year 2013 and try and see if we find maybe a common show that will rise to the top. So uh, let's start with you, Josh. Um, What's your number five show of 2013? Uh, Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) Yes. I've been thinking about it, and I have four, and my number five spot has just stayed blank. So mm. number five is a toss-up for me. Um, yeah, I, I haven't discovered enough new shows that one is worthy of this spot. So let's just, you know, let's throw the blacklist in there because it's way too predictable. Really? But James Spader. Nice. Number wow, five. Josh. This is- I, I just don't have a number five is the problem. Yeah, I think not blacklist having a number five really would be better it, than but... the blacklist. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. All right. I All just right, haven't so... started watching that many new things this year. There you go. But... Well, it doesn't necessarily have to be new. This will just be your top five for you this year. So, All right. So we've got um, the blacklist from Josh. Uh, Melody, what's your number five? Okay, guys. Literally, I I really only watched five shows this entire year <laughs> so my top five are the five shows that i watched this year there you go um that's that's all that's all the time i had so my number five i'm so sorry clearly there are better shows out there <laughs> um but my number five has to be by process of elimination parks and rec oh, oh that's great well, that's you don't have to apologize for that okay, that's a okay, great that's okay. a great show well, come on you. now i was afraid you were gonna bash yeah. me jeez uh, I, yeah, I, I have just started that on Netflix and I'm in the middle of season two and that it is great. That show. Oh, funny. absolutely. Show absolutely. All right, Christopher, what is your number five? All right. So I've got five of my favorite shows and they are in no particular order, to be honest with you, except for number one. Okay. So just so you know, so, okay, so I'm going to just go, I'm going to pick one of these randomly because I enjoyed all of these so freaking much. So number five, I'm going to go with house of cards. Um, I loved House of Cards. It was fantastic. What a great show. I think season two starts on the 14th of February. Yeah. So I can't wait. That's great, great, great. I actually did watch a lot of television this year. I was surprised when I was putting my list together. I was like, no wonder I'm not reading enough. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. my um, <clears throat> my list, I actually have eight. So I'm going to give you my quick eight, seven, and six. Number eight is Eastbound and Down from HBO. Have you guys ever seen that show, Danny McBride? Yes. Nope. It's hilarious Sorry. and filthy and great. Number seven is The Walking Dead, and number six is Orange is the New Black, also a Netflix show. But wow. my number five, my number five show is Game of Thrones. Um, nothing to be said about Game of Thrones. I think it had one of the greatest episodes of the entire series. Um, but as a, the series as a whole, you know, it's my number five. The so, Walking Dead is number seven for you, huh? It is. It is. It is. Wow. I can't wait to see what the rest yeah, yeah, of yeah. on your list. This so, Joshua, what about you? Do we actually have a pick for you for your number four? Yes. 
for number four, and I don't know why Melody started off all self-deprecating with this. Number four <laughs> is Parks and Rec. All right. I was I was nice. three or four years late to the party, but it's a great show, and hardly yes. an episode goes by without me laughing out loud at least once. And we not told even you 30 guys. Rock to keep that up. Could you record that and just so I could hear you laughing out loud? I don't believe that that's a true statement. <laughs> it goes something like. Ha, 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 because see, I've forgotten how to produce genuine laughter, that's what I thought. and I'm still relearning it. That's what so. I thought. That's what I thought. Well, that's a good pick there, number four. Uh, Melody, let's go to you. What is your number four? My number four. It could. It's a toss-up between this one and number five. My number four is Modern Family. Okay, because I like it. Yep. Yeah, I don't care what Josh says. It's still a great rolling. show. It's still it funny. is. Oh, still stop funny. it, Josh! It is still funny. Okay, it's not always funny. I'll give you that, but it's always I sweet. Just, I always relate to it, oh, and gosh. it's funny to me. Just wait. Till I'll you replace my things. number five with the middle if we're going for ABC oh. shows. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris, what is your random number four? Well, we saw the end of one of the very best shows ever on television, perhaps, and that would be Breaking Bad for me. It was a great season, and I enjoyed it immensely, so Breaking Bad would be my number four. Number four. All right, and the wheel turns back to you, Josh, as we go to Chad, Chad, Chad. Oh, shoot. I forgot me. Sorry. My number four is The Americans. This is a show that we talked about at the beginning, and the, the pilot was actually pretty great, and then the next two or three episodes kind of meandered a little bit, but then around episode five... It picked up steam and was as exciting as just about anything I'd watched all year. So for me, it's The Americans on FX. Just really quick, I just realized that this is on Amazon Watch Instant or whatever they call it. And and I tried to watch, and I'm right there. I was like, oh, this is so boring. I don't know why... I like this. So you're saying episode five is where I kind of Yeah, I mean, I don't remember specifically, but I just remember after two, three, four-ish, I was kind of like on the fence as whether I would continue or not. And then it for me, it flipped a page, and then I was I was totally in. And it All became right. one of my top five. Yeah, I loved I'll, it. I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot then. That's I cool. loved it. And they renewed it. It's about to, uh, to kick off here in the next couple of weeks, I think. So... All right, Josh. Let's, now we're in our top three. What is your number three of 2013? Arrested Development. Thank oh, you, Netflix. Right. Thank you so very, very much. And I hear there are talks for the, another season, even though they promised there wouldn't be one. Yep. I haven't heard where the what the status on that is, but yay. Arrested Development. Good pick. Very good pick. What about you, Melody? What is your number three? My number three is House of Cards. Quite enjoyed that show. And I watch most of it. <laughs> I was going to say anything. Like, most of it. I don't think you ever finished it, but that's all right. You know what? I'm busy She's got time. Netflix. That's right. Netflix right. binge. It's still there. It's still there, Melody. It's waiting on you to come back to it. All right. I did enjoy the episodes that I saw. So it got number three. That's good. That's good. All right, Chris, what is your number three? Well, as we are recording this, uh, the mid-season premiere of The Walking Dead is coming on, and so I'm excited about that, and that definitely is my number three pick for last year, The Walking Dead. Awesome show. Can't recommend it enough. It is. It is an awesome show. Awesome show. All right, so now we're down to our top two. Josh, what is your number two television show of the year? Number four was an insult for this show, Chris. Breaking Bad. No, I agree. I told you. I told you these weren't numbered except for my number one. That's true. That's why you should have numbered them. All right. That's right. (laughs) I can't. They're all really great. (laughs) All right. Number two, Breaking Bad. You'll get no argument here. That's for sure. What about you, Melody? What is your number two? Okay, I put this down, but now I'm concerned that might not count for 2013. But 
I'm going to say it anyways because I don't have anything else to say. Uh, I put down Sherlock because we just watched the new season, but I guess that was in this year. So <laughs> I might not get to count it was, that. It was on TV last year. It was. Oh, man. Was it? Okay. Wow. Well, That's a great show. Sherlock is like seriously one of the best shows ever, and this season was amazing. So if you haven't watched it yet, you totally should. I don't even know if it's like available. I don't know if we it got is. it. Compl- okay, good. It is. It's available on for download on iTunes, and they've got it had it on PBS. And then go watch it, everyone, because it's awesome. Yeah, I'm just, Jay Benedict Cumberbatch. I feel like I watched an episode or part of an episode or two episodes. I can't remember, but I'm just I was not really sold. Did on you watch from the beginning? Bumbly Snatch Rimple D Dink's character in that. Oh, <laughs> that oh my gosh. He's a great actor, Josh. You're crazy. <laughs> you uh, he's a great crazy. actor. No, you I are... said his character, like Sherlock himself. Oh I just gosh. had to make up a name for him. You need to start from the beginning. That for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I realized that I did not give my number three. I skipped myself again. So my number three, just <laughs> FYI. Before we get into number two. Before we get to number two is The Newsroom <clears throat> from HBO. Oh, my oh. gosh. I forgot The Newsroom. I love The Newsroom. Oh, I, no. thought, I thought the second season was superior in every way. It was then from the first season. It was a smaller story. Wonderful writing. I just... I love Aaron Sorkin. I, I am an unashamed fanboy. So for me, that was my number three. Chris, what's your number two? <laughs> okay, so I totally forgot about Sherlock. I didn't add that in. I would have put that in this list as well. And the newsroom is fantastic. That would have probably been number six for me. Uh, but before I name my number one, number two for me, or however we're doing this, Game of Thrones um, mm-hmm. would definitely lean into one of the best shows ever and definitely in the top five of last year, no doubt. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, my number two has, uh, you guys have been giving it a lot of love already, and that is House of Cards. Yes. Um, loved it. I thought it was great. I had every intention of watching it over about a week, and I watched the whole thing in about a day and a half. So it's just, uh, it's great stuff from top to bottom. Which brings us to our number one show of 2013. Josh. Drum roll. Drum roll. What is your number one? I'm first. Number one of, and this fits well because it was both, on last year and a new show last year, House of Cards, all, right. all the way. Yeah, yeah. Absolute favorite from last year. Awesome. Good pick, good pick. All right, Melody, what is your number one? My number one is Game of Thrones. I love it. I think it is one of the few shows that uh, shows or movies that's better than the written material that it is drawn from. And I love it. So it's my number one. Number one, good pick. All right, Chris, what is your number one? I'm going to get on my soapbox and tell everybody that you should watch this because it is my favorite show of last year, and that is Hannibal. There is no (laughs) doubt. Here we go again. (laughs) Hannibal was absolutely spectacular, and I think – I mean, if you look at, I, I, I looked at a couple of articles talking about the best shows on television last year, and Hannibal is on almost every one of those lists. It's one of those shows that I feel like isn't getting enough love, but is really well done, and it's just spectacular in every way. So I, I'm going to get on my soapbox and tell everybody, watch Hannibal. You will like it. It is amazing. So you're number wearing, one of last year. You're wearing that badge with pride. That's break, over Breaking yeah, Bad, over House yep. of Cards. It is. Stuck with else. it. Wow. It is. Hannibal was spectacular, no doubt. All right, all right. Well, my number one show of 2013 uh, was not even close, and it was more of kind of a series achievement than necessarily just the isolated season, but that's Breaking Bad. 
Yeah. Uh, just such a great show. The tension from a week to week basis was off the charts, wonderfully acted, beautifully shot. So for me, there was no question. It was breaking bad. Awesome. Well, so, like, like, sorry, go ahead. Like I said, none of mine were, were in any order except that last one. So. so I'm wondering if we have a consensus. We had, uh, I had House of Cards 2, Josh had it 1, and then uh, Melody, you had Game of Thrones 1, and Chris had Game of Thrones 2. Where did you guys have um, House of Cards, Chris and Melody? Mine was 3. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really order mine, <laughs> but House of Cards was. Uh, I was mean, on I, your I list. said four. House of and, Cards was on my list. I yeah, think House of Cards four. probably wins. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, probably. I had Game of Thrones five, and I don't think Josh had that on his list. So, the nope. screener's seal of approval is House of Cards. Done. Well, very quickly, let's re- let's uh, talk about what we're looking forward to in 2014. I'm not sure how you guys did this for your list, but for my list. My criteria was that it had to be a new show. It had to be something that... Um, oh, but oh, that yes. was yeah, my, I don't have any of those. That's my personal criteria. You don't have to do it that way. I'm just going to just telling everybody that as we go through. So, uh, Melody, let's, let's uh, keep with you. What are you looking forward to in 2014? Well, I am very excited to watch the new season of 24 that's coming back yes. on. <laughs> yeah. I was an avid 24 watcher all along, so I will definitely be putting aside my other commitments to uh, to watch Kiefer in all his glory yes. once again. And I do have to say those teasers that they did in the Super Bowl were really, yeah. really effective. Amazing. Very good. Really cool. <laughs> Very good. Gets Very you good. excited. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I really like that show. Yeah, it's a good show. All right, Chris, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Okay, so remember last year, I think one of our very first episodes, we talked about Amazon and their, um, you know, they put out all these different pilots and let you vote on the one you like the best. Yep. Do you guys remember this? Yep. Um, and none of them were good. They're all terrible. They're all terrible. Well, they've done it again. And um, actually, they I just saw the pilot for, um, do you remember who Chris Carter was? He was the uh, showrunner for the X-Files. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of his... Well, his, his next thing, I mean, he's only really done the X-Files movies and like one or two basically spinoffs of the X-Files. It's all he's ever done. Um, and his new pilot is on to watch right now on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's called The After. And it actually is really fascinating. And I enjoyed it quite a bit. And so I'm hope I've already um, gone on and told them what I thought and really enjoyed it and want them to make more of it. So I've already voted for it. But I recommend if you're into the X-Files uh, lost um, – you know, there's a overarching crazy something happening, and we don't know exactly what it is, but there's a group of people that have to figure it out together. Um, it's really quite thrilling. I enjoyed this the way they shot it and everything else. I'm actually super excited. Um, if we're talking about shows that you know are just getting started in 2014, I think The After is probably up there on my list of things that I didn't expect to, I didn't know about, and doesn't didn't expect to enjoy, but. It's pretty spectacular. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, sounds cool. All right, what about you, Josh? Do you have anything that you're looking forward to? Come on, no one's looking forward to believe the show about miracles. And, <laughs> come on, the eye floats in midair. All right, uh, wow. Uh, I did not have Chad's criteria, so I'm looking forward to things that I enjoy that are coming back. So, House of Cards season two. Yep. Yes, um, it's about to start, like we've been saying for the last 20 minutes. And I actually I should look this up because I'm not sure whether this is 2014, but it better be. Because Mad Men is due for a new season, mm-hmm. and Chris can complain about it being too realistic it's or the final whatever. Se- it's actually the final but, season. <sighs> yeah, thank wow. goodness. Yeah, it's thank sad. goodness. I want more Don Draper. Don Draper. 
And uh, Roger Sterling, for that matter. Yep. Those are two good picks so. there. All right. Well, for me, I've got three. Uh, one is the new HBO drama True Detective with uh, oh, yeah. Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Uh, it's yeah. getting rave reviews. It looks really great. I haven't started that yet, but I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. Another one. It's, it's, it's very much like Hannibal. Uh, I'll just say that. <laughs> have you watched it, Chris, True Detective? I, I have, yes. The first okay. three episodes. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, another one is a show called The Leftovers. Um, I'm interested in this because it's uh, Dave, Damon Lindelof's return to television. And um, he wrote and is going to be the showrunner for this. It's a series where the concept is there's a rapture like a biblical rapture kind of event that happens, and it's about what happens to the people that are left behind. It's not mm-hmm. a religious-themed show. It's a, it's a mainstream show, but I'm very interested in uh, in Damon Lindelof in general and uh, interested in what they'll do with that show. And then finally, another show is called The Nick, and it's about medical doctors in the early 20th century, um, and it's on Cinemax, and at first I wasn't interested until I found out that all 10 episodes were directed by uh, Steven Soderbergh. So now I'm very interested. Mm. So it sounds sounds cool. It's going to have a lot of, it's got a good cast, and that's something that I'm looking forward to in mm. 2014. Let's move on. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right, well, here is the moment that we've all been waiting for, the 2013 movie uh, year in review. And we definitely have a lot of different categories that we want to get through with everybody um, to kind of just talk about our movie experiences of 2013. So first of all, we want to start with the category of unique or unusual movie. So I'm interested to see what you guys picked for these. Um, so, Chris, what did you pick for your uh, unique or unusual movie of 2013? Well, we talked a little bit about this one on the podcast. Um, I've got several that I came up with, but I think this is the probably the best one, and that would be The Imposter. Uh, it was mm. the documentary that was a very unique way of shooting a documentary. You know, there was like a live action drama element to it that they shot, and then also the actual real interviews to kind of bridge the story. And um, it was spectacular. It was thrilling, and it was it was unlike anything I've really seen before or since. So I would definitely say the imposter. The only caveat I have there is that I think the imposter came out in 2012, I like December. Um, so I, if if that's the case, um, if you're not going to give that to me, I just I just saw it in 2013. So um, if 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 that doesn't count, um, one of the things that I saw that was a unique or unusual movie was, and that I actually enjoyed quite a bit that didn't get enough love. And I think was completely misunderstood was a movie called Hansel and Gretel witch hunters. Did you guys see it? <laughs> um, no, I did not see that. Nope. I saw that as a double feature with Abraham Lincoln vampire. Hunter. <laughs> okay. So Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter was stupid. It this was, was actually quite fun. It, it, it knew what it was trying to be and it understood that it was a silly, stupid movie. And it actually, 
I don't know. It it, it kind of transcended it. I transcended um, the um, that the the stupid genre into something that was actually quite enjoyable. If you can kind of get past um, the silliness, but so I enjoyed it. It was from Dust till dawn. Uh, maybe not quite mm. that level, but it was it was it, it from Dust till dawn still has. I mean, I guess it's silly and funny and all that. I, I, I don't think know. It's also I, available on Netflix to watch now. I think anybody, Hansel and Gretel Witch yes, Hunters is. Yeah. Yep. Yes, that's great. It is. <clears throat> Yep. Yeah. All right, Chris. Well, thank you for that. Josh, what about you? Well, I don't know that I saw any truly off-the-wall um, movies that were made last year. Um, so the one that I did see that stuck out the most to me as unique was Blue Jasmine, mm-hmm. just because of the, the way the story flowed and the focus of the story were so different than you normally get in a... And I mean, I, I guess part of this is is characteristic of Woody Allen, but it was so much more psychological and ah, I don't have a, another adjective for it, but it struck me as very unique and I liked it. It's a good movie. Uh, yeah. What about you, Chad? What is your unique or unusual Well, Chris, movie? that was a great pick. Uh, you're, you are right, though. That was 2012, but I saw that in 2013, too, and I'd forgotten all about it. That's a great movie. Um, but my unique... There's no doubt. This may be the most, and this includes seeing stuff from like Terrence Malick and all kinds of other stuff. This may be the most interesting picture I've ever seen. It's a documentary called The Act of Killing. And it's uh, done by uh, a man named Joshua Oppenheimer. And it's about the former Indonesian death squads that killed hundreds of thousands of uh, people that were labeled as communists. And the form of this documentary is they actually go back and several of these people that were some of the biggest gang leaders not only are not in hiding, they're public celebrities in their country. And so he actually tells them that he's going to shoot a movie of them reenacting all of their war crimes. And so they go back and they do like big sets and they reenact these, it's, awful awful things and it's it's one of the strangest things you've i've ever seen the emotions that you have while you're watching it range from feeling like really sick to being kind of funny and just surreal Um, but the overall impact is 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 pretty substantial so if you ever if you ever get a chance you should definitely see this movie it's called the act of killing i heard about that and i didn't know i never knew anyone who'd actually Sat down and watched it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Interesting. It's on Netflix. You can watch it. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Okay. Now it's you're going to have to watch it. It's one of these. It's not difficult to follow, but it's not one that you can like digest in little ten minute pieces. You have to, you have to really watch it. But it's it's something else. Yeah. It's it's disturbing and and good. All right. Well, my pick, uh, it's not that unique or unusual, but I felt like I had to talk about it somewhere, and this seemed as good of a category as any. And I wish that we had gotten to review it in in depth because I would be interested to know what you all thought of it. Um, But I I, I put it as unique or unusual because it was just excessive, I think is the word that I would use for this film. And that would be The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, (laughs) It was definitely unusually excessive in many ways. In my opinion, could have been like a very intriguing film, but it was in my personal opinion, destroyed a bit with the excessive nature of it, which I get was kind of the point, but also to me it was it was too far. So that's why I put it in this category. So that's my pick. All right, let's move on to the next category, which is 
Uh, we would like to know a badly reviewed movie that you liked. So something that did not get great critical acclaim, but yet you yourself enjoyed it. Chad, what is your pick for this category? I actually have two, um, and we talked about uh, one of these, so we don't have to rehash them. But it actually it right now has a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that is Olympus Has Fallen. Yes. And I, I don't know why. I mean, like when I watched that, academically i was thinking wow this is not good but my heart loved it so much <laughs> right <laughs> i just loved it so much you Com- american compared to white house down which oh. is possibly the worst thing i've seen in five years it was really <laughs> a really bad it was movie, really terrible it? it was terrible yeah. but olympus has fallen was great it was super violent and just ridiculous and I yep. loved it. And yep. the second one was was one that currently has a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I fully expected to not like it. And for the first 45 minutes of the movie, I did not like it, and then it turned a corner, and I really embraced it. And that's The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, my gosh. Chad Guyton. It's beautiful. Really? It is a beautifully shot film. It is not—I don't love the movie— but I like the movie. I don't understand the hatred for it because it's very well put together. There's not a lot of there there, but it's still uh, it's still a nice experience. I had a good time at the movie, so those would be my two. Because it leaves you with a positive yeah, feeling in your heart. You know what I mean? It's, so, it's a happy film. That's like why it. the critics Josh don't like would it. Hate it. <sighs> yes, he would hate it. It's beautiful, though. I think they shot it on film, and it's just gorgeous. It's it gorgeous. really, it it's really beautiful. is. Yeah. All right, Chris, what is your badly reviewed film that you liked? Well, it's right in there with those Rotten Tomatoes scores. I'm surprised you didn't say this, Chad. Maybe you didn't really like it as much as I thought you did or remembered that you did. Uh, But that would be a little movie called Man of Steel. (laughs) Um, uh, As soon as I saw the badly reviewed movie that I liked, uh, that was the one that came to my mind. Because I just, I still, to this day, do not understand the hatred that that movie got. Um, so Man of Steel would definitely be the high up on there. And I put a little caveat, another one in here, and that would be Now You See Me. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed that movie Let's as well. Talk did, about that. I enjoyed that movie mm-hmm. so much. Man of Steel, I have to be honest, upon second viewing at my home, I closed the door. I knew I had like two and a half hours not to be disturbed. And it was much better the second time around. Uh, I still don't think it's as good as it could have been, but it's a lot better than it was than my first impression. It's it's it's, it's pretty solid. great. It's solid. It's pretty great for for a category of a badly reviewed mm-hmm. film that yeah. you liked. I don't think you could get more. Uh, You're right. Vast contrast between what the critics were saying about it and how I actually felt about it. Yeah, that you're film. right. That's a good. Right. Thing. That's a good thing. Right. Superman always wins. All right. Well. For me, I have two picks, and I don't really know what stars align between Chad and I, but <laughs> my two picks are yours. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty and Olympus are Has Fallen. Are you serious? Wow. I'm so not kidding. It's that's right awesome. on my list. So I, that's pretty random. But, that's um, crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was just looking back to Rock Tomato scores, and I was like, man, Secret Life of Walter Mitty only got a 49. That's, I mean, I, I had been told it was a good movie, so I guess I didn't go in expecting not to like it, but... I didn't, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did. And I definitely, I resonated with it and I thought it was really well done and well acted. And I I don't really understand um, the low reviews of that film. Olympus has fallen. I completely understand the low reviews, but I don't care. It was just fun. Exactly. Like you said, that's so funny that you picked those two, but but, um, yeah, that's what I also have. Yeah. So uh, Josh, what about you? Well, I was all ready to do a whole tirade about how, 2013 was not a good year for movies and and you were wrong well okay no <laughs> 2013 outside of a few 
a few outliers, a few exceptions, was not a great year for movies. But I, as much as it pains me to say it, Chris is right. Man of Steel was mm-hmm. not that terrible, and it has an awful score for whatever reason. It was, it was fine. It was fun. It was a good superhero movie. So I'll, I'll go ahead and change my vote from there is nothing the critics hated that I liked to Man of Steel was okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's okay, something. But that's it's something. Okay. Yeah. What, what does Man of Steel that, yeah. have it's right now on Rotten Tomatoes? It's because so 40s. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, actually, it isn't. It's got a 56. Oh, okay. What? Still I rotten. just looked earlier that's... today. I could have sworn well, it was in the 40s. I, I, I put in weird. the last minute review of the film. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, You put it at 100, did you? It still is ridiculous to have it even in the 50s. It's rotten. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I agree. That's sense. ridiculous. So. Yeah. All right. Well, apparently we have a consensus of three films then that uh, the critics got it wrong on. So thanks for that. Let's move on to a well-reviewed movie that you did not like. So something. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. Oh, just hold your horses. Uh We're going to go in order. Shoot. Josh gets to go first. What critically acclaimed movie did you not like, Josh? Um, this is another category that I had trouble with. Uh. So I'm going to kind of dig deep here and say that it it doesn't have great ratings, but I think it's on the fresh side of the scale. Iron Man 3 is rated (laughs) higher than The Wolf of Wall Street, Elysium, and World War Z, none of which were great movies, but were better than Iron Man 3. That was my pick. That's my pick. That's all I've got. So. The synergy we have today on screen. Indeed, is indeed. It's been a long time, but we're still a team or something. Uh, so, Josh, is that, that that's your answer? Iron Man 3? That is my answer. That is a good right. answer. That that's is a, a good, good answer. answer. Mm-hmm. I think my answer is a little bit better, personally. Uh, no, you're completely right about Iron Man 3. But my pick was actually Mud. Uh, I don't oh, think yeah. we reviewed that movie oh, on the screeners, but um, I'm watching I was that really, tomorrow. I haven't seen it. Oh well, maybe I shouldn't say too much. No, that's then. fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was really looking forward to seeing it because it's got a 98 percent and it's got Matthew McConaughey and it looked like you know a good kind of coming of age story or whatever. And it was fine. Like it was a fine watch, but I'm just sitting there like waiting for the greatness to hit me. Like why does this movie have a 98 percent? And I just I never got that. I I don't understand um, what all the fuss is about, and I wanted to like it, so that was uh, a disappointment for me. So, Chris, you you have nothing else to say besides Iron Man? Oh no, I was I was gonna go with one more. Okay, what do you got? Gravity. That movie was t- no. I'm just joking. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, that's Iron Man three. Definitely is my my pick. I actually I just looked up. I was just looking to see what the best reviewed movies were uh, via Rotten Tomatoes. And there's one on here. I actually just watched the other night, and it's a documentary called Blackfish. Did you guys watch this documentary? I have seen it. Yes. All right, oh, so I keep getting it confused with Catfish, so I never watch it. <laughs> Catfish is also an excellent documentary. It is, yes. Uh, but I don't think Blackfish was. I think Blackfish was very manipulative and um, very low on facts. So um, it's like every documentary ever made? Well, but I just I feel like this one was, I don't know, particularly egregious simply because it was made by CNN. I feel like I, I put them in a different category where I say, like, if you're a journal, if, you, if you're saying that you're a journalistic um, company, 
and yet you're putting out things that are more towards propaganda and a full-on slant rather than giving a, a, a full view of, of what's going on. I don't know. I kind of slam I kind of slam you for that. I don't I don't think that's as acceptable as as um, as somebody maybe independent who has a viewpoint and is kind of just coming out with that. When you slap CNN and say this is our expose, you got to give it a little bit more well-roundedness than what they did. So I Blackfish for me would probably fall into that just as a last-minute kind of pick because. It's got a ninety-eight percent. Yeah, it's put together very right well. Now. It's very it well is, done. It is. It is. But when you look into it, right. there's a lot of just inconsistencies and things that they just did not really. I don't know. They weren't very honest or open with. So I, I, maybe I would, I would. I'd put that in the category there. So, so you're saying if there's a documentary on human trafficking, you should get the slave drivers to sit down and uh, do an interview too. So. Do any, they didn't have anybody from, from SeaWorld uh, on there, like, actually re- rebutting what was happening. They were just telling their story, letting it go through, and then it's on Netflix stream now if you're interested in watching it. Um, it's, it's actually a really well-made documentary. It's fascinating, and I was kind of outraged while I was watching it, but as soon as it was over, I pulled out my iPad and started looking at the real, you know, the real stuff and realizing just how much they kind of, I don't know, taped together. That's Interesting. true. It there's truth, but it does seem like it inspired you to look into it. Yeah. Yes, no, I agree. Me I, too. Yeah, I did too. Absolutely. I did the same thing. Yep. Yeah. It's a good documentary. I mean, it is. Fun. And you know, and there's spin on both sides. On both sides. Sure, but I, I just feel like it was don't you think it was super one sided? Like it is like we I, are now going to tell you why this is so horrible. <laughs> and they don't ever get, go to somebody who can well, rebut you know, that at we, all. Yeah, I mean we could spend a long time talking about just that controversy, but sure, uh, sure. I I felt like it was clearly espousing two different two things that it wanted one of which i did not agree with and one that i did so i was of two i was of two minds but it's very well done it's very well done and it's interesting and it made me immediately go do research so that's that's always a good thing if a film can motivate you to do that i guess that's true and it did the same thing for me as well yep all right well thank you for that uh point (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) nice Chad, what well-reviewed movie did you not like? I have three, and I'm not going to talk about them, but I'm just going to give, go real quick here. Number one is got a, currently has a 93%. It's called Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, it's a, an excellent performance that will probably win the best uh, actor for Matthew McConaughey, but the movie as a whole just doesn't come together. It doesn't work for me. I didn't, I didn't like it. Number two has a 94%. It's Inside Lewin Davis. And I love the Coen brothers, love them, and I love music, and I love the Odyssey, and I love Oh Brother Where Art Thou, and it just, all of those things that are trying to happen in this movie, it just doesn't, it did not work. Now, I love the soundtrack, but I did not, did not enjoy it at all. But the top one for me, for sure, has also has a 93%, has a very legitimate shot of winning Best Picture, and if it does, I'm going to lose my mind. It's a movie that has great performances. But as a movie, it's I have so many problems with it, and that's American Hustle. Wow! Just cannot. Wow. I can't believe. I can't believe the the hype that that movie is getting. But those are my three. All right, good to know. Let's move on to our biggest personal disappointments of 2013. I'm sure uh, some of us will have more than others. Um, <laughs> I'll start this one. This is uh, this is Josh's category. I know, Josh. Mm, try to control house. yourself. Josh is going to be like 2013. Okay, well, I'll start. Um, I have a couple. And I, I feel like Josh mentioned that ours would all be the same. And I feel like I must be forgetting something because I don't know what he thinks ours will all be. But mine uh, are two movies 
The first one being After Earth. Um, not mm. that I necessarily okay. thought it was going to be amazing, but it was uh, very extra disappointing for me. And also Elysium. Mm. Um, I I guess I just have high hopes for all these sci-fi movies. Um, but it was that was also less than than what I had hoped. So those are my two picks for biggest disappointments. Chris, what about you? Well, we've already mentioned Iron Man 3, so I'll say that much. I, I loved the Iron Man series, and this was the first movie to come after the Avengers, so I was pumped to see it. And for me, Iron Man 3 just did not do it for me at all. But then the next one was a movie that I think all of you guys enjoyed. I don't know if Melody did. I can't remember how Melody thought about it. But for me, I was kind of excited. It was a new property, a new thing that could be really sweet and cool and I just ended up not uh, ended up not enjoying it and that was Pacific Rim. Oh um I I did not enjoy that movie <clears throat> at all. Uh and um so anyway, that would be my one of my biggest disappointments. Maybe just disappointment in myself yes. for not enjoying I'm disappointed in yourself too <laughs> for not liking that movie. Yeah. Okay, Chad, what about you? I have I think we can just call this the Iron Man 3 memorial list yeah, right because <clears throat> everybody hate hated it. Uh, my two, one I think is a common one, the second one probably won't be is Elysium. District 9 was so good and this was so bad. I mean, it, I've never seen a director with his uh, debut film and his sophomore follow-up be so completely polar opposite in quality. So Elysium and the second one, that's a personal disappointment. It's a disappointment, not because I didn't like the film. I loved a lot of the things that it did, but it just did not. I don't think it achieved what everybody, what it was setting out to achieve. And that is her. Um, I love the performances. Uh. I love the world building. I love the director. Uh, I love I love the director. As a matter of fact, Where the Wild Things Are is one of my top ten of all time movies. But there's just not enough. There's not enough there. And I, we don't have to get on all that. But for me personally, I was expecting that to be like my number one of the year. And when oh, it, we have and, to get into that. And when it wasn't, uh, I was personally disappointed. Doesn't mean it's a bad film. It was just disappointing for me. All right. Wow. Well, there you have it, Josh. What about you? Well, I'll talk to you later, Chad. <laughs> all right private um see you started this off by saying it was my category and on the surface it would seem like that but what you have to realize is that in order to be disappointed <laughs> you'd have to see you something. have to have high to expectations something. for something. oh oh and 2013 oh. was not a year of high expectations however i i feel like and this might be my faulty memory but i feel like going into this movie I was expecting that it it could it could make something of itself. It could have good dialogue, it could have good story building. But as someone with a functioning brain, now you see me was an incredible disappointment <laughs> and an affront to the concept of narrative itself just as a thing and that that is my only only entry for this list because I had no expectations for anything else. I think you have <laughs> another one. I think you also were disappointed in the incredible Burt Wonderstone. I think we all kind of thought that oh, was going to be good. Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah you're actually, right. Actually, yes. as we get to the next portion of the show, I was actually thinking of mentioning that. But yes, yeah. the incredible Burt Wonderstone was a terrible disappointment. Yeah, Indeed. that is true. That is very true. What a great cast. What a great ideas yeah yeah all of that and jim carrey and you managed to not be funny it's really it was insane it It really it was bad 
What a bummer. Now I'm sad. Thank you for reminding right. yeah. yeah. me. Of course we just are. Just all moment of silence to Albert Wonderstone. All right. And we'll move on now. Let's talk about some things that we enjoyed. How about that? Let, I think we're now going to go to our top 10. That's what we're going to do. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, we are going to now get into our top 10 films of 2013. So we're going to just go around for the, for six through 10, we're just going to, or 10 through six, I should say, we'll, we will just read off the names, not much discussion. Once we get into the top five, we might have a little discussion on, uh, on the selection that we all make. So we will start with Josh. What is your number 10 film of 2013? You really want me to do top ten instead of top five and bottom five? Because bottom five would be so much more fun, but oh. it would take longer. So, number ten. Uh, number ten is Man of Steel. Man it's, of Steel. At least it wasn't Oblivion. All right. <laughs> <laughs> at least it wasn't Oblivion. There's always that. All right, good. All right, Chris? Uh, number ten for me is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, the top ten. All right. Okay. <laughs> You guys, I think I didn't do a good job on my top ten list. <laughs> oh my We're about to find <laughs> out. Tell yourself from the beginning. And ten is? My, ten, my number ten is Olympus Has Fallen. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, that's not nice. It is uh, fine. Chad. Oh, <laughs> just wait. Just wait. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> my, oh, wow. If it gets you're better. Gonna, you're going <laughs> to love my list. My, oh, wait till we get off of mine. My, uh, my number ten is Nebraska. Alexander mm-hmm. Payne uh, directed The Descendants and some other good movies, Black and White. Uh, it's really good. Good movie. Okay, great. Uh, Josh, what's your number nine? Number nine, Saving Mr. Banks. Oh. It is a feel-good movie. Oh. Shut what? up. I'm not you entirely like immune it? to them. Josh, I'm going to give you a hug right now. <laughs> it had Josh Lyman in it, so. Mm-hmm. Stop! Mary Poppins is not for sale. I won't have her turned into one of your silly cartoons. Says the woman who sent a flying nanny with a talking umbrella. To save the children. You think Mary Poppins has come to save the children? Oh dear. I feel like we just need to talk about the fact that Josh put on his top ten list a, a sweet up. Disney movie that's I all about love that and happiness. That is awesome. What? It makes me really happy. In it's my pretty heart. great. Vijay right. Novak, Bradley Whitford. Come on, Tom Hanks. I haven't seen it yet. I'm it's sure it good. would be on the top it's list. So bad. It's really good. See it's good. it. It's good. Oh. But but instead of seeing that, I'm going to put as number nine. Fast and Furious 6. <laughs> in, in honor of Paul Walker. In Let's honor just, of... Just do that. That's right. In honor of Paul Walker, Fast and Furious 6, which is actually a spectacularly great movie. Oh, my gosh. Sure it is. It is. It's great. It's going to be one of those lists. Wait till we get to right. number five. Oh, yes. Pain and game. You know what? These are my favorite movie. My personal favorite there movies of 2013. Okay? Good for you. All right. Mine is totally even worse than yours. Like, I don't Impossible. know why I couldn't come up with a top ten. I don't know what was wrong with me. Stop guys. it, Melody. Just tell us. Outrageous. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I feel like this shouldn't even be on any list ever. Oh, my God. So what is number nine? <laughs> Thor, <laughs> the Dark World. Okay, okay. I'm so sorry. I, I okay. kind of liked it. It was fun. It I was better than the first one. So I put it on there. Okay, that's my number nine. Chad, that's what's yours? Me. We accept you, Melody. You are yes. friend. It is fine. <clears throat> my number nine is The World's End. It's yes. uh, Simon mm. Pegg. Uh, it's the oh, trilogy yeah. that completes Shaun of the Dead and right. Hot Fuzz. 
it's really, really good. It's very funny, and it's, it just stays in that same kind of uh, vein. Loved it. Really good. Awesome. All right, Josh, what's your number eight? The Great Gatsby, which mm. was fun in its own special Bos wow. Lerman way, even though it you know lacked the class and poetry of the book. Interesting. But Great Gatsby. Okay. Okay, Chris? My number eight is Frozen. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I was super Parent. surprised by that. Well... I would, it just brought me back to my my days of growing up with The Lion King and Aladdin. I just think they did a really great job with Frozen. So I was pleasantly surprised. That's a good pick, Chris. That's yeah. a good movie. Do you want to build a snowman? Come on, let's go and play. I never see you anymore. Come out the door. It's like you've gone away. We used to be best buddies. And now we're not. I wish you would tell me why. Do you want to build a snowman? It doesn't have to be a snowman. Oh, wait, Anna. Okay, bye. All right. (laughs) My number eight is Pacific Rim. I like these. Oh, my gosh. What do you hate yourself for picking now, (laughs) Melody? Good for you, Melody. I don't hate myself as much for picking this one. Okay, it no, was what it was. And don't what apologize. It was, it was, was good. Fun. It was great. Oh. Good for you, Melody. Good. In What's your face. <laughs> My number eight is Gravity. It was, uh, wow. we've okay. talked right. about it a lot. It's got lots of, you know, it's a roller coaster in space, super intense. So, yeah, my number eight. It's a good movie. But not great. But not great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. At all. That's because, contrary to what Josh said, this was a spectacularly good year for film. But anyway, we continue. Oh. Ouch. Okay. Well, my list is looking more and more Keep shameful. Going. All right, Josh, what is your number seven? Number seven. This is the end. Oh. Yes. Gluten just means bad stuff, like a calorie. Yes. A calorie is gluten. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good pick. That's a great pick, actually. That was a great scene of a great movie. Yes. Yep. I, that almost made my list, but it didn't. Yep. Uh, Chris, number seven. Uh, number seven for me was a movie called Side Effects. Um, oh, okay. I don't remember if you guys. Number seven, really? Wow. Yeah, I really like that movie a lot. It's very Hitchcockian that. and very, yeah. very cool. Um, so I, I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Good pick. All right. All right. Number seven for me. <laughs> <laughs> you just laugh at every pick that you make. <laughs> I do. I really don't know why I had such a hard time. I just was in the mood for fun movies apparently this year because my number seven is. Uh, the Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. Okay. Smog. Uh, okay. I'm sorry, but I have to put it in a list, okay? It's just important to me, so there it is. Nice. Chad, what's your number seven? My number seven is a movie called Fruitvale Station, and it came out, it's based on, it won the Grand Jury Prize, <clears throat> excuse me, at Sundance, and it's based on the true story of Oscar Grant, the kid that was shot by a cop when they got pulled off of the train at Fruitvale Station um, one New Year's Eve and it's it's really it's about the last day in his life and it's really spectacular wonderful performances a debut director but it's a really powerful movie good, good. Fruitvale Station we wanted to see that never got around to it we'll to you, you should it's very go. very good want to all right um, I guess that takes us to number six Josh what is your number six Number six is one I've already talked about, so I won't say anything, but Blue Jasmine. Number mm-hmm. six? I thought that might be I up in the top two or three. Yeah. Well, okay. just wait. I, I think I betrayed myself in like two through 
four or five. So let's blue jasmine. That's a good <laughs> no, no, three, three through four or five. Good pick, good pick. All right, Chris, what about you? Uh, my number six would be this is the end. We got twelve bottles of water, fifty-six beers, two vodkas, four whiskey, six bottles of wine, tequila, Nutella, cheese, steaks, a Milky Way, half ounce sour diesel, three and a half grams Grandmaster Kush, one ounce of shrooms, fifteen pills of ecstasy, a porno mag, a baseball bat, and the video camera from the movie Twenty Seven Hours. One hundred twenty-seven hours. Uh. 127 hours and a functioning revolver from the movie Flyboys. No, right. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was a, it was very surprising and quite a bit of fun. I mean, it's not that like movie's funny. It's not high art at all, but it's funny. Yeah, comedy is difficult. Yeah, it's especially difficult to maintain it for an hour and a half, which they Indeed. didn't. But the no. beginning was so good. The that, first right. half is so awesome. You could just yeah. leave after that, and yeah. it would be great. Yep. All right, my number six. Is that where I'm? Yes. My number six is Man of Steel. I liked All it. Right. Chad, Good what about you? you? <clears throat> My number six is a movie called Upstream Color. It's wow. Shane Carruth. Shane, yeah. Yeah, who did Primer. Uh, I went into this one with, like, I had no idea what I was going to expect uh, or what to expect. And um, unlike Primer, this one, the narrative, I think, is pretty clear. And you can pull away lots of different interpretations, but it was very, for me, I was in it from beginning to end. I thought it was exquisitely done. So, yeah, upstream color. I've been putting right. that off since I saw it. Yeah. I, I knew it was something I needed to watch, but I just, now that you've said that and you've included it with number six for you. Yeah, you may hate it, Chris, but. Really? Uh, yeah, I want to see it. I love, I love Primer. I, yeah, but it's time travel. You may like it. You may like it. I don't know. Some people, it's, you know, it's very polarizing. Some people just absolutely hate it. But yeah, I, wasn't primer I, I, a little polarizing? It was. Yeah. It was. But I, I, it's worth seeing just because it's extremely. It could be on the. You know, it could be in our unique picks as well. You should definitely yeah. check it out. It's on yeah. Netflix as well. Yeah, I know. I just. I've. I've it's in my queue. I just haven't. I, I just need to. I need to watch it. No doubt. All right, we are now to number five. Top so fives. top five movies of twenty thirteen. Josh, what is your number five? Okay, this is where I turn into Melody on this list and say <laughs> I, I almost feel like I'm putting this on my list because I'm supposed to, which is not something I would normally do. Hmm. And I guess I'm going to fall back on I'm putting it here because of the performances. All the performances were fantastic. The movie itself, I'm just not sure about. But number five for me is American Hustle. Wow! All right, come on. The, the performances. Yeah. Bradley Cooper may be obnoxious, but he acted well. I agree. The performances are outstanding. I want to show you something. This Rembrandt here. People come from all over the world to see this. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. It's a fake. Bradley, talk about it. It's impossible. People believe what they want to believe. Because the guy who made this was so good that it's real to everybody. Who's the master? The painter or the forger? Hmm. It's like eating cherries and then saying, I like cherries, but the pie is terrible. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. Well, if that worked for it. you. Yeah. 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 Good for yeah, you. Just, I mean, you know. For me, it, it was very much like Silver Linings Playbook. I also felt that was overrated. I was like, I just didn't. I, I thought, did not like Silver Linings Playbook. I thought Playbook. they were both really good and competent, but I didn't get the. I mean, it's like overly praised like oh it's the greatest so I yeah just, i didn't get that i totally agree with that american hustle i don't know whether it was the setting or the theme of it i 
I liked it more than I like Silver Linings Playbook. It it's still I, I agree with that. It didn't really <laughs> click, but hmm. I don't know. I agree yeah. with that. Okay. I, it, Blue Jasmine should probably have beaten it. Okay. We have not seen American Hustle, sad not to yet. say. So you should see we can't it. really comment. You should, yeah, you should, you see, should it. see it. It's the performances are outstanding. It's, I mean, no it's doubt. nominated for the best picture. It's not. It's not Crash, no. which did not deserve a nomination for anything. Oh, stop so. it with your crash! <laughs> <laughs> I have to every time I can. Yes, yes you do. All right, let's move on. Chris, number five. So this is my one pick that I think that maybe not a lot of people have seen this movie, but maybe you should if you like documentaries. I'm just realizing it doesn't have that great of reviews. I'm not exactly sure why, so maybe I should have had this in the other category. But I was fascinated by this, um, and that is a little movie called We Steal Secrets, The Story mm. of WikiLeaks. Okay. Um, it, it, from the beginning to end, it was a really well-put-together, fascinating story. Um, I heard a lot of people talk about when the Benedict Cumberbatch movie came out uh, about the WikiLeaks um, whole story thing um, that instead of seeing that movie, you should just go see We Still Secrets. Um, and um, I just I, I really it's on I think it's on Netflix streaming. Um, and it just it's it's if, if you're into documentaries, it is it's a it's a wild ride. It's really crazy. And to be able to follow around Julian Assange and his entire like um, rise and what he did like it's 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 really it's really fascinating. So we steal secrets. The story of WikiLeaks. Uh, you're I haven't heard very many people speak highly of that movie. Uh, well, I haven't heard very many people speak of that movie. Yeah, I just I, for, yeah. <laughs> when I look back at the year of, of I have I, I've actually I believe it or not it's one of the few movies this year I've actually watched twice. Oh wow! Um, I and it's a documentary. I just I find it. I don't know, fascinating. This the subject matter maybe is just sure. so interesting to me. And the way, because they don't have a lot of footage of the events that actually happened. And they never actually interview Julian Assange. Like he's not actually, quote unquote, in the movie. Um, except for like, you know, the interviews that they've used in other, um, for other media outlets. So the way that they put the story together for a much of the movie, you're just watching text go by of these like conversations, but the way that it's edited and put together, I found really fascinating and, and unique and, and really cool. So anyway, if you're into documentaries, it's not something I don't, I don't think you'll, you'll be disappointed when you walk away from it. It was definitely in, in my top fun, not fun, but fascinating uh, movies of, of the year. Cool. All right. Uh, I guess that is to me now for my number five is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yay. I I really liked it. I mean, I, yeah, I I really did. did. I I guess I was just in the mood for a feel good film, but I don't, I I really thought it was great and I enjoyed it a lot. So that's my number five. I agree. Every movie doesn't have to be, you know, Exactly. It doesn't, you, some movies can be disposable and be certainly fine. And I don't think that, that, that it's is. necessarily disposable. <laughs> well, disposable? I just when I, when I say disposable, I will. I can't imagine I would ever want to revisit that movie. I mean, maybe, yeah, but I don't okay. think I would. But it for what it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful little thing. It yeah, was great. it was very sweet. Yep. All right. My number five is Ron Howard's Rush. Um, <gasps> this is yeah. the movie with. Um, it stars uh, Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Brule, I believe is his name. And it's based on a true story of James Hunt and Nikki Lauda, who were uh, raced, uh, who raced back in the uh, 80s, 70s and 80s. And this movie is freaking awesome. I mean, that's all I can say about it. It's, is it's, it really? It is literally the best racing movie. And I've seen, actually seen several. This is the best racing movie ever put to film. It is huh. exciting. It is thrilling. It has good characters. 
Uh, it's based on a true story. The cinematography is breathtaking. 100%. I can't believe this this movie didn't get more accolades. It's it's absolutely great. So, Rush, go see that movie. It's awesome. Five races in. How's it going so far? It's fine. Just got a little problem with an Austrian rat and his team of Italian cheats who've destroyed my car. What are you talking about? Talking about the race in Spain that I won. Yeah, in a car, which is not legal. Five, eight, seven inch too wide. You know that doesn't have the slightest effect on speed. But you complained and your team of lawyers leaned on the authorities. Now we've had to rebuild the car and it's become a monster. At least it's a legal monster. So you've had to resort to cheating. You're driving an illegal car and call me the cheat? It's pathetic. Rules are rules. Yes. And rats are rats. Thank you. Thank you. Do you really think it upsets me, James? Calling me a rat because I look like one? I don't mind it. Rats are ugly, sure, and nobody likes them. But they're very intelligent, and they have a strong survival instinct. Wonderful. I haven't been able to seeing rent. it, but that's good to know that you. It's awesome. I mean, it's got, it's got ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, or 89. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. great. It's really great. All right. Well, we will check that out. All right. Number four, Josh. What do you got? Number four. Captain Phillips. Yay! Tom Hanks made my list twice this year because how could he not for those movies? Good pick. And the first time Somalis in this movie were fantastic. Yes, they were. And, I mean, I, of course, knew how it ended, even though my wife somehow didn't know exactly how the end was going to go down. But it was still enjoyable. And, like I said, Tom Hanks' performance was fantastic. Yes, it was. So, Captain Phillips. Great pick, Josh. Josh, you have like been frequenting the theater these last few weeks. Yeah, last you've few seen, weeks. You've we seen... did these for the podcast. No, I we know. We didn't do but Cal- like Captain, Captain Phillips. Phillips and... We didn't. No, no, no. Yeah. Captain just... Phillips or Saving Mr. Banks. Yeah, Saving Either Mr. one of Banks. those. You just went to those of your own accord. Wow. I'm very proud shocking, of you. Isn't Who it? could believe it? It, it, it really is actually. Because I haven't quite seen either one, and I'm extremely jealous of you. And Blue Jasmine. Yeah, but haven't no one seen else that. wants to see that. So. And American Hustle, right? You saw that. Yeah, See, all by myself. Josh, all these, Josh. The Screeners oh. podcast has fulfilled its destiny after all. <laughs> of right. making me go to the theater. <laughs> yes. Embrace. Of getting my wife used to going to the theater, so now she can say, let's go see a movie this weekend. That's I'm it. like, all right. Embrace oh, art. Embrace art, Josh. So beautiful. <laughs> I feel so happy. Okay. Good well, pick. Chris, what do you have for number four? All right, guys. No, my top four are all popcorn movies that I absolutely <laughs> enjoyed. So no, the, forget the artsy, we steal sure. secrets. Chris, I want to let you in on a little secret. Things. We don't expect artsy from your list. I just want <laughs> to let you know. <laughs> that is the role that There's, I play. That's not a secret. <laughs> on this Apparently, couch. I also play it today. So. so number four for me, and it pains me to even say this, but... It's number four, not number three, number two, or number one, which I wish it would have been, and that is Star Trek Into Darkness. Well, at least we're moving again. If you think you're safe at warp, you're wrong. Lieutenant Uhura, contact Starfleet. Tell them we were pursued into the neutral zone by an unmarked Federation ship. Comms are down, sir. Permission to come on the bridge. Dr. Marcus. He's going to catch up with us, and when he does, the only thing that's going to stop him destroying this ship is me, so you have to let me talk to Carol, him. Carol, we're at warp. He can't catch up with us. Yes, he can. He's been developing a ship that has advanced warp capabilities, and I Captain, have... I'm getting a reading I don't understand. Number four. Okay. That was that was a, a, an enjoyable film. On, on, I don't know why I got so much hate. I guess maybe just because it was the, the whole con thing. Um, but I don't know if it was unoriginal. 
I I I just I, mean, I if really you like remakes. It's not original. That was actually number four on my bottom five list. Oh, <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! You know, we all like that when we reviewed it. We all like that movie. I did like Josh? it. I did like it. I'm not. I'm sorry. So I did like no, Josh it. did. Josh did like it. No, Josh said it was competent. Okay, <laughs> but he would be on your That's bottom a five. You from you. But it would be on your bottom five. That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so Star Trek Into Darkness, I enjoyed. It was fun. Done. It's a good right. movie. It is. It's a solid movie. It's not as good as the first one. That's why it's disappointing, I think. Right. right. Well, I agree. And that's why it's number four, not number three or number two or number yeah. one. But Star, I mean, I'm a Trekkie and I, yeah. I enjoyed every second of that movie. But it was not, it, it does not deserve to be in my top three. Good for you. Fair enough. All right. Well, my number four is actually Frozen. All right. Um, I really the snowman. Yeah, we <laughs> listen to those songs every single day. All, all day, every they're day. They're great. They're great. Yes. So, but on, honestly, like I thought it was definitely a, a return to form for Disney, and I just loved that it wasn't the traditional like romantic love story that made everything right in the end or whatever and um the sister thing was really sweet obviously because we have two girls so um yes for them but also just for me like i really i really really enjoyed that that movie so that's my number four it's a great movie it really is chad what about you my number four is the wolf of wall street I oh. love oh. this movie. Oh, we should have reviewed it. Martin Scorsese it. is, he is a genius. He is a brilliant filmmaker. Yes, it is opulent. It is lewd. It is over the top. And it's not, it's not even fair to just generally say, and that's the point. Everything about this movie is about excess and overstaying its welcome. And there's so many different levels from the way that the camera is positioned to the editing to everything about it. Uh, I think he's he clearly knows what he's doing and why he's doing it. And it, it works for some people and it doesn't. For me, it did. I thought it was outstanding filmmaker filmmaking from just a guy at the top of his game. So, yeah, I, I loved like, Wolf of Wall Street. Loved it. I totally agree with you, except I just felt like I was watching the director's cut of it. And, like, I get that he's Martin Scorsese, so he's, like, he can make the director's cut of it and whatever. But I don't know. I feel like it could have been so much better with just mm. some stuff taken out. Man, there, but I got it. <clears throat> Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm the, there's definitely a couple scenes where I was like, I'm watching like one of the greatest things ever. Like the scene when he is, I mean, I know we're not reviewing this, but the scene when he's coming out of the, the country club and going to oh, his yeah. car. Yeah. I mean, that was just pretty freaking awesome. I think it's so loaded. I understand. I think it's loaded with scenes like that, though, that are just yeah. master classes. It's to me, even the length of the film itself could be a commentary on the whole idea behind it and the theme. So I, I loved yeah. it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. So anyway, okay. I would never watch that in my house as I would get kicked out in about two seconds. <laughs> All right. Oh Amen my gosh. But, but it's also I honestly almost walked out of it. Honestly. It's not. And, and I'm not to disagree with you, what you just said there, Melody too. I think it's also built up a reputation that it's to me, it didn't strike me quite like when I walked in there, I thought this is going to be just off the charts. Awful. Well, and, I hadn't heard and that it's when not, I went to see it's it, not. so I was so not prepared. If I, I was, had been told, like, you're going to see a porno with, with cussing in every single sentence, like, right. I would have known, okay, I'm going to see a porno with cussing in every single sentence, but I didn't know. And you so. would have done it gladly. Well, sure, <laughs> no, but... Yeah. Um, it I, I agree that some people, it just doesn't work for them, but for me, I was just like, this man, he is brilliant. This It's a great, great movie, and the performances are stellar, so anyway... 
Yeah. I, I went in expecting to really like it, to be honest with you, though. I, 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 the only, I didn't really have a whole lot of other expectations other than thinking it's Martin Scorsese, it's Leo DiCaprio. I enjoyed Shutter Island. Um, I know Leo is a great leading guy. So I thought, and this seemed like a, an interesting story to tell. Um, but I just, I walked away like, wow, that was just, I don't know, it was too much of a good thing, maybe. And then they just, I think they just, poured it on you know what i mean too thick That's what i don't I'm saying I don't know. all right well we're not reviewing that so no, we'll move sorry. on yep. to our number three yeah. josh i can't wait to find out what your number three is number three gravity oh okay it kept the four-year-old behind me quiet for the entire time and it had the same effect on me of it was a little non-stop crisis at times but that's why it's not number one the the movie was still just the amount of innovation and work that went into making that movie the way it was and how realistic it looked. I mean, uh, you know, Soyuz procedures and shuttlecraft technology all aside, the being out in space and how well that was pulled off, it was it was still very well done. So it was that, that was unlike any experience I had in the theater all year long. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yep, yep. For sure. All right, Chris, what about you? Number three for me would be Man of Steel. Why are you surrendering to Zod? I'm surrendering to mankind. There's a difference. You let them handcuff you? Wouldn't be much of a surrender if I resisted. And if it makes them feel more secure, then, then all the better for it. What's the S stand for? It's not an S. On my world, it means hope. Well, here it's an S. How about... Uh, sir? Hi. Uh, my name is Dr. Emil Helt. I know. I can see your ID tag in your breast pocket. Along with a half-eaten roll of wintergreen lifesavers. You can also see the squad of soldiers in the next room. Preparing that tranquilizing agent of yours. You won't need it. Sir, you, you, you can't expect us to not take precautions. You could be carrying some kind of alien pathogen. Been here for 33 years, Doctor. Haven't infected anyone yet. That you know of. We have legitimate security concerns. Now, you've revealed your identity in Miss Lane over there. Why won't you do the same with us? Let's put our cards on the table here, General. You're scared of me because you can't control me. You don't, and you never will. But that doesn't mean I'm your enemy. <laughs> All right. Really? Go Superman. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That score Man is awesome, by the way. That uh, score is awesome. The, I, and I've listened to it. Hans Zimmer is amazing, and I've listened to that score a thousand That's times. That's so good. And I've, I, I, this is one of the few, another one of the, uh, I think all these films, well, except for maybe my number one, I want to I watch over and over again. And I love Man of Steel. I've seen it maybe three times now. Um, and um, I just, I, I really like that movie a lot. Yeah. The Blu-ray itself, if you guys, um, it's one of the few physical Blu-rays I've purchased mm-hmm. over the last like year. Yep. But there is a, an individual Blu-ray itself that actually plays through the entire movie. And as the movie is playing, it stops and tells you how they shot every single sequence of the movie. And the commentary is fully interactive. So, like, as you're, as as the movie's going on, Zack Snyder walks into frame and says, oh, you see this? This is how we did that. And then it pops into, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff. And it's 
It's like a four hour long behind the scenes of how they did every single thing in that movie. And it was, it's just, it's mind blowing. I'm like, I want to play in that, in in that toy box so bad. It was, it's awesome. So even if you're so, so on the movie, get the Blu-ray and watch that. It's the entire length of the movie, the entire thing. It's, it's, it's the commentary is amazing and how they did everything is just, it's spectacular. It's really cool. All right. All right. All right, well, my number three, uh, I am not ashamed to say, I am proud to say, because I am a Trekkie till I die. Star Trek Into Darkness is my number three. Yes, it was not as good as the first one, okay? But it was still great, and I will still go see any Star Trek film made. And I still enjoyed it, despite my couple of very strong grievances with it. So it's my number three. Thank you. Your guilty pleasure. Yep. Well, I have a lot of guilty <laughs> pleasures on this list. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, okay. Chad, what's your number three? So my number three is a movie called Short Term, Short Term 12. It's about a couple that work in an at-risk teen home. And it sounds like it's super dramatic. And there are certainly it's certainly a drama. But this was one of the sweetest, most hopeful, charming, but at the same time, in my opinion... Uh, to use a, an overused word, authentic films that I saw of the entire year. I just wanted to keep watching this movie. Um, wonderful performances across the board, very engaging subject matter, very emotional. I laughed, I cried, the whole thing. So it's just a beautiful movie. So Short Term 12, I think everybody should see it. All right. I am just glad to have you here, Chad, because you have brought <laughs> up at least three movies that I wanted to see and that I heard good things about and that I just never saw. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to have you put you them out, out here That's for good. everyone. That's great. Indeed. I appreciate your taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, Josh, <laughs> that was quite a moment for you. That was, I love you. Was. That was amazing. There's kind of a lot of love going Why on. Can't there really we is. Be friends? It's amazing. All right. All right, let's go on to number two. It's getting serious. Runner uh-huh. up. The greatest Woo. film of 2013. Here we go. Runner up. Josh, what do you got? Okay, so number two, like I just said about Chad, he's brought up movies that we haven't said a word about all year, and so he steals my thunder for saying another movie that we haven't said much about. But to me, this year's sleeper hit that I really enjoyed and liked more even after I left the theater than I did while it was going on is The Place Beyond the Pines. Mm. All right. Ryan Gosling, besides being a gorgeous hunk of man meat is a terrific actor <laughs> you say that every and, time you talk about ryan gosling i'm gorgeous getting hunk of man meat is that my go-to yes. phrase the you actually did really. bring up this movie because yeah, i remember true. you talking about it's it i don't Anyways, think he's that great the place beyond the pines is a great movie it has a shakespearean almost a greek tragedy scope to it and you should see it yeah All i think right. that's two-thirds of a marvelous movie mm. <laughs> That's yeah, I, I can see where you could say that. Yeah, no, it's a great. The, I agree, it's a great, great, great film. That's a good pick. Indeed. All right, Chris, what is your guilty <laughs> pleasure for number two? I'm so nervous; <laughs> it's going to be the same as mine. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> it probably is. Okay, it has to be because I think I think we both agree on these things, but we have not talked about this before. No, we haven't. So I am almost ashamed to say it. But yeah. I really like this movie. How so are we still much? ashamed at this point? I think yeah, the there's no shame. The oh come on! That was a movie called Hunger Games: Catching <laughs> oh, Fire. What? 
thought you might say now you see me, so I'm a little relieved, I guess. No, I really like this movie, and this is another one we could say. You know, we didn't actually mention at the top of the the the, um, the podcast, which you probably should have, and maybe we should go back and record something. But Philip Seymour Hoffman um, in this movie um, was. He's only in it for like 15 minutes, but the movies that he, the, the scenes that he were in, I just really enjoyed him, uh, and I'm gonna miss him. Uh, yeah, he definitely, didn't. he was spectacular in every single film that I ever saw him in. And um, but I, I enjoyed this movie so much more than the first one, and it elevated it so much. I just, I really, I, I, I liked it so much. So, um, yeah, I don't know if I can say too much more about it other than just. It, it it surprised the heck out of me, and I can't believe I'm saying it's number two. But I honestly think it was the number two most enjoyable film I've seen this year. So it's catching good. fire, it's yeah. good. It is good. You're right. Or like the boring games, falling asleep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, shut oh, up. All right. Well, uh, Chris and I were on the same wavelength wow. here. I'm so really? embarrassed. <laughs> I'm really so embarrassed, you guys. But I don't know. I was just I, in a fun only, mood tonight. I'm, I'm not and going like, to bat for you on this one, Melody. I'm well, sorry. Well, <laughs> you know, it's all right. I'll take the shame. I was just thinking about the movies and I of this year, and I just wanted to remember the fun ones. So I thought that this was a, such a huge upgrade from the first one. It deserved to be on the list, and it just ended up in spot number two. So I have a feeling catching our number, fire. Our yep. number ones are probably going to be our the number same. ones are going to be the yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. There's no I doubt. Can guess. All yeah. right, Chad. What's your number two? Give us your artsy movie. It's not artsy. Number two is Captain Phillips. That movie all right. is right, all right, all right. So good. It is so difficult to to make to create a, a level of of tension and anticipation and maintain it for as long as it does, and it not beget you know not become just a chore. The performances, as Josh had mentioned, are just off the charts. The last scene with Tom Hanks. You know, the travesty mm-hmm. of the Oscars is that he did not get nominated for a Best Picture, excuse me, a Best Actor, you know, nomination just for those eight minutes alone. That's but true. this movie is so well done from top to bottom. It's it's just excellent. It was almost, I don't want to say almost my number one, but it did make me at least think about, you know, what where I was going to go. It's just a great movie. I loved it. We got a problem. We pushed the ship too hard. We're off the grid. That means the computer's now offline. Captain. The ship's broken. Captain, no one gets hurt if you don't play no game. Uh, it's The ship's broken. We had to go. Nobody gets hurt. Easy. Hey! Look at me, sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. All right. Uh, I guess that takes us to number one. Number one. There we go, guys. Okay. Are we going to come to consensus? That's the question. This is going to be interesting. The answer is no. (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Chris and I are going to sway the sway the. uh, Yeah, I think so. No, we're going to consolidate your voting power into one. Negatory. No, we have have not discussed this in any way, shape, or form. I promise you. All right. Maybe it won't be the same. You never yeah, know. Yeah, it will be. It's, I think, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's, let's, let's find out. Josh, what's your number one film of 2013? I don't know. See, I have I have a special request, and that's because I think this deserves further discussion, and I'm ready to go to bat for it. I know where this is I was is wondering going. if I could go at the end. 
Well, if Chad already knows, I know where you're going because we already know where about I'm going earlier. Yep. Did we? Oh, you're, you little cheaters! No, 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 no. I mean, in this podcast, in his, this re- episode, his reaction to something I said makes me ah, know what he's going to pick. Gotcha. Yeah. Ah, well, sir, yeah, you, you can go last. That's fine. Right. Even though Chad just outed me. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> if you've been paying attention, listeners, you might know too. So, all right, Chris, Apparently go no ahead, say it. Uh, one of the most breathtaking, amazing, <laughs> incredible theater-going experiences I've ever had. And that was, of course, Iron Man 3, guys. <laughs> it was amazing. What? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, Gravity there is by far the best movie of the year. There's no question in my mind. Not it, even it, close. It, it, is, it was so, so good and so spectacular. And it is cl- What are you talking about, Jeff? Oh, come on. It was Absolutely well, beautiful, on, on incredible, a list with Olympus has fallen and stuff like that. Yes, it's clearly the <laughs> best. <laughs> yeah, Fast and Furious was on his list, so that's true, let's that's just true. be glad. Made All it. right, well, mine is also Gravity. So where's home, Dr. Stone? Ryan, where's home? Home? <laughs> Down there. Mother Earth. Where do you pitch your tent? Lake Zurich. Where the hell is that? Illinois. Illinois. Central time zone. That would make it roughly 8 p.m. What are the good people of Lake Zurich doing at 8 o'clock? I don't know. I'm not going to make it. I'm slowing you down. What would you be doing? Come on, Ryan. It's 8 o'clock. You've just left the hospital after an 18-hour shift. Driving home. The radio. I listen to the radio. I I think it just combines, like... Everything that you want in a, in a theater going experience, and it's you know it's got like the artsy sides of it, and it's got the fun sides of it, and the acting was great, and it was visually like so amazing. So, anyways, uh, all in all, definitely my number one pick of the year. And I kind of like when I saw it, I think I already knew it was probably going to be my number one pick of the year. I just really really enjoyed that movie. So, yay, sci-fi represents yeah. Gravity, number one. Well, just wait. All right, Chad. Josh has got your sci-fi, and he'll raise you one. Okay. <clears throat> uh, this is not a surprise pick, but there is not any film in 2013 that, is, in my opinion, is as good, as well executed as 12 Years a Slave. I was born a free man, lived with my family in New York. Be good for your mother. Until the day I was deceived. To Solomon. Kidnapped. Sold into slavery. Oh boy, how you feel now? My name is Solomon North. I'm a free man. And you have no right whatsoever to detain me. You're no free man. You're nothing but a Georgia runaway. Went down to the river Jordan. And that servant that don't obey his lord shall be beaten with many stripes. That's scripture. The condition of your laborers, it's all wrong. They're my property. You say that with pride. I say it as fact. Strike! Man does how he pleases with his property. You come here. I say come here! 
days ago, I was with my family in my home. Now you tell me all is lost. If you want to survive, do and say as little as possible. But I don't want to survive. I want to live. That movie is unbelievable. It, it Steve McQueen, the way that he shoots this movie with the subject of slavery, and I know you know a movie that's so heavy about the subject matter and all that stuff. This is unlike any film that I've ever seen. It you know when when you're watching it, it is gorgeously shot. Um, if you've seen in either of Steve McQueen's first two pictures, you know that he has a, a marvelous eye. The performances universally are outstanding <clears throat> it's difficult to watch but at the same time you can't look away i i didn't cry while i was watching the movie but when i walked out to my car i cried it's weird <clears throat> i mean this movie is so powerful i never really want to see it again but just from top to bottom everybody should see this movie it's in a class by itself it's just a marvelous piece of art so and an important movie so there you go 12 years of slavery mm. Wow. All right. See, that's another one that I've put off seeing because it's like, do I really want to spend two yes. hours feeling that bad about exactly. everything? No, you do, yeah. you do, you do. This movie, really? yes, I'm telling you, this, it's you're not gonna like get pumped like, oh, you know, I'm going in to see all this robots and all this stuff. <laughs> okay, we get, but but, but to be fair, we get that. Then 20, I'm out. We get that twenty times a year. So one time a year, okay, we, at, at this level. Most it's not sentimental. See, that's the thing. It's not like super saccharine, and it's just kind of is what it is. So it's it's really great. You should see it. You should definitely see it. All right. It's best of the year. Josh, lay it okay. on us. So Chad already outed me for this, and it's it's not it is not a perfect movie. It has flaws. It has where it stretches the audience's good faith. It has all those imperfections, but I think we. I'm really sad that we didn't get to do at least a mini review of this movie because a, I'm not sure I've ever laughed as loud for as long in a theater as I did at certain scenes in this movie. And B, because it was the best sci-fi movie for me in recent memory. No doubt. And that is, that is her. Good morning, Theodore. Good morning. You have a meeting in five minutes. You want to try getting out of bed? <laughs> get up. You're too funny. No, you're living. That I've been seeing Samantha. She's an operating system. You're dating in a West? What is that like? <laughs> I feel really close to her. Like when I talk to her, I feel like she's with me. I want to learn everything about everything. I want to discover myself. I want that for you too. We're only here briefly. And while I'm here, I, I want to allow myself joy. <laughs> Now, it's it sounds strange to call it sci-fi because it oh, comes right. off in yes. it comes off in the previews as, you know, romantic comedy or whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's that's cuz we're so used to sci-fi as sci-fi fantasy and we're used to combining sci-fi with space exploration and aliens and all this. But this is sci-fi with the fantasy stripped from it. Explores the human condition from the outside, bringing philosophy in. It made me go Wikipedia that philosopher that they actually mentioned in the movie and it is very well put together it is sweet it is funny it is sad at times and it is interesting it is 
like uh, the review in io9 put it, it's the best post-singularity movie. I don't know how familiar all the listeners are with the singularity, but Google Ray Kurzweil singularity, and it's it's when technology kind of overtakes, not overtakes human intelligence, but catches up with it, and we have we have technology that is capable of interacting with us on our level and beyond, and it's it's interesting and it's a good exploration of it. And Chad, I would really like to hear your feedback on that. No, I agree. I can't disagree with anything that uh, that you say, and that's <clears throat> that's part of the the thing that I was saying is that as I watched it, I loved the creation of the world in which you know that they built. I loved the ideas that they explored. But for me, all of the things that you mentioned about it being sweet and sad and all of those all of those emotions that I should have been feeling as I watched it just didn't happen for me. It felt very academic. And I don't want to say cold because that's not true because it's you totally buy the relationship. I totally bought it. But um, I just I, you know, I walked out of the film thinking, man, I really should have loved that because it hits all the right beats for me. It's the kind of movie that I love. Um, but I, I just I didn't. I didn't connect to it in that way. So I appreciated it for sure, but I just didn't love it. And, you know, unless we're going to spend a lot of time talking about it, you can't really break it down. But, you know, it's yeah. a good movie. I just, I didn't, and a lot of, to- a lot of critics have it at the top of their list. So it's, you know, it's universally getting a lot of praise. So a lot of people are, maybe, are with you, Josh. Well, may- maybe for me, maybe it got extra points for me because I both, I do software development and natural language processing. And that was like, that movie is the holy grail kind of yeah. of both of those fields and it should so, be seen anyway. it should be seen it's it's a it's a very interesting uh movie for sure well i guess that is our top 10 of 2013 wow. lots of lots of uh, variety in our film choice but you know we all appreciate movies, so that's yeah. good. So, so we're not going to come to consensus huh we're oh, not going to well, fight I, over a, a number know. 1 well Are the we? one that shared I think the most gravity. Common, gravity yeah. was that was yeah. the most highly rated movie among yes, all of us. Yes, it was. Oh come on! Let's it's my number eight. What do you want me to say? It's my gravity. number eight. No, I'm, you're right. I agree. Whatever. Whatever. Well, wait, did we, done. we match up on anything above that? Captain Phillips. I did Captain Phillips. They haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. Oh, you had that as four, and I had it as two. So, but yeah, it's probably gravity. Gravity, it is. Yeah, I think so. All right, we, we can do all honorable honorable mentions. Yes, let's discuss honorable mentions in case anyone would like to throw any of those out there. Uh, Chris, do you have any honorable mentions to bring up? Um, not really. I, when making this this list, I, it was so difficult. I think um, maybe um, uh, World's End uh, might fit on that honorable mention as well as um, Thor: uh, The Dark World. Um, I think those two films were pretty great, but. I can't think of any others that were like so standout spectacular that I, 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 you know, I could put them on the top 10. So those are my two. Okay. All right. Uh, Josh, any honorable mentions for you? I don't have any that I've actually seen. I have a few movies listed that I have wanted to see kind of and haven't gotten around to. And those are Nebraska, The Wolf of Wall Street 
And to a lesser extent, and even less so now that Chad has bashed it, Dallas Buyers Club. Mm-hmm. No, um, I didn't bash it. It's just... I think you did. Mm, you should <laughs> see it. You should see it, Josh. It's it's fine. All right. It's fine. And I'll see Fruitvale Station while I'm at it, too. Fruitvale Station's great. And Short Term 12. That's wonderful. Mm. All right. Uh, Chad, any honorable mentions for you? Yes, I have two. I have five honorable mentions. Two of them are the Chris and Melody version. Uh, Pacific Rim <laughs> is on my honorable mention. And I don't care, Chris. You're crazy. That movie's awesome sauce. Seriously. Um, <sighs> and uh, Catching Fire is also an honorable mention for me. Uh, it nice. was probably like my number 17 or 18. It was good. I was totally <laughs> surprised. It was good. And I've read the book, so I brought a lot of you know, mm-hmm. backstory that kind of filled it in. But my other honorable mentions uh, are um, a movie called Prisoners, which is, I think, is excellent performances. Hugh Jackman, really, really mm-hmm. great. Uh, and then two movies that are kind of sweet, kind of indie movies. One's called The Spectacular Now, and another one is called The Way, Way Back, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hilarious. That's The Way, Way Back. And so those are those are my honorable mentions. All right. Well, my honorable mentions are two that I have not seen that I, I really want to. Uh, one is her. I definitely want to see that. And the other one that I really want to see, and I'm so mad I haven't seen it, is Saving Mr. Banks. Because I know that I will love it uh, a lot. And I'm very, very upset that I haven't seen it. I'm sure if I had, it would be way up on my list. So and You should see Captain Phillips. You guys will love it. Yes, Chris, Chris you'll love yeah. that movie. I promise. Yeah, I... I, I... Again, it's one of those movies that on the list that I just haven't been able to sit down and rent and watch. Yeah, you'll love it. Is it out for rent already? It is. Yeah, it's available. All right, we'll do that soon. Okay, well, let's go quickly to what films we might be looking forward to in 2014 so we can look to the future. Uh, Chad, what films are you looking forward to? All right, four quick ones. Number one is called The Interview. Here's the premise. It's Seth Rogen and James Franco, who are producers on a television show <laughs> that get hired to interview Kim Jong-un in North oh, Korea. Oh, and, the, what? Yep, and the CIA convinces them to assassinate him while he's there. Oh, uh, that may be at the top of my list. It's also it's the same team that that made and directed. This is the end. So it's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to be awesome. Amazing. Number two is Godzilla. Um the trailer is pretty really? good. The main reason I'm excited about it is the director, Gareth Edwards, did an indie movie called Monsters that was about creatures like this, and it's excellent. That's the same guy? Same I didn't guy. realize that. Yeah, it's oh. the same guy. And so yeah. at, if, if, if that director weren't attached, I wouldn't be excited about it, although I think the trailer is good, and it has a good cast. It has Brian Cranston, Elizabeth Olsen, um, mm-hmm. so Godzilla. Um, the next one, and this is 100% based off of my love for the first one, the sequel to Sin City. So the, it's Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, which is Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller. Um, I love the first one. And then finally, the biblical epic, um, mm. Exodus. Not Noah, but Exodus. <clears throat> so this is, Ridley, huh? this is Ridley Scott. And Ridley Scott is in his wheelhouse when he's doing epics. Like Kingdom of Heaven is marvelous. He, he can really do those. So he's directing, and it's got Christian Bale. And I think it's the what? Yeah, is the trailer out? The trailer. I think there's a teaser out. It comes out in the fall, but it looks wonderful. So I'm very, very excited about those. Wow. Yep. All right. All right, Josh. What are you looking forward to? Well, I cannot wait to see Winner's Tale. Let me tell you. (laughs) What? Um, Yeah. It's on Valentine's Day. Come on, guys. (laughs) It is. Colin. Colin Farrell through the ages. He stays uh, alive because he loves, love. just like me. 
Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you can't tell, I haven't really prepared anything for this category. Um, yeah, I would say Monuments Men, but it's technically out now. Now I'm looking forward to the interview, so I'm going to steal that one. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be good. Into the Woods, maybe? I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Done. Well, that's good. Into the Woods, Josh. I'm so glad you said that. I, I totally have that on my list, too. It's probably going to be terrible. But Johnny Strong Depp, Into the list. Woods, come on. It's got to be on a list somewhere. And what could go wrong? <laughs> um, okay, so that one was on my list. Also, I have not seen the Lego movie yet, and it looks awesome. It's getting really good reviews, yeah. so I want to see yeah. that. Yep. And I'm looking forward to The Muppets Most Wanted. Yep. I was definitely a Mu- Muppets uh, fan, so I'm excited for a new a new uh, iteration of that. And the trailer is pretty funny. So. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I'm, I am looking forward to Noah. I hope that it will be as amazing as I hope it will be. <laughs> Russell Crowe has let me down so many times, but, um, but the trailer looks awesome. So I'm excited to see Noah. Chris, what about you? Okay, so I think um, there's a couple here. Um, There was a lot on my list, but I'll I'll try and whittle it down to some of my um, most excited ones. Probably the most excited I am is Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris Pratt, we all like um, Parks and Rec. He is the lead in this, um, and uh, he's going to be hilarious. And uh, he's also the lead in the Lego movie, too. So I think this is going to be Chris Pratt's year. I think he's going to become like a household name. Everybody's going to love him, and he's going to go on to be uh, a huge star. Um, I really do think but Karen Gillan is in it Gillian is in it uh, Zoe Saldana Vin Diesel Bradley Cooper I mean I really think it's going to be a good um, it'll be interesting great. for sure yeah it will be it'll be kind of Glenn Close John C. Riley, Benicio Del Toro I mean good lord this is a, a cast and a half so anyway um, excited for that I'm excited because I really like the first one and it surprised me so much um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes um, yeah. I really am excited to see the 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 shift there, Gary Oldman. I'm a huge fan of his. So anyway, uh, I'll be watching RoboCop uh, later this week. Um, so uh, that's not on the list, but uh, yeah. Anyway, and um, I think probably the next the next two I haven't seen much about, but I know they're going to be spectacular. Hopefully, um, and that is see. I didn't realize Damon Lindelof was coming out with something so soon because he was been working so hard on Tomorrowland. Um, and I can't wait to see that movie. Um, yeah. Tomorrowland is going to be, I think, pretty great. And then, of course, probably my favorite director right now, anyway, Christopher Nolan's next film, Interstellar. No doubt. Um, so those are my my top picks for the. Come on, Chris. Year. You know you got to put Transformers on there. <laughs> no, right? you, know you want to. Here. You know you're going to love it. I will, but I it's not it's not something I'm like so excited about that I can't. You know, I, I'm more excited about the ones I just mentioned than those. All right. And then that's good. That's progress. It is progress. <laughs> we'll take it. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for our 2013 movie Yay. Uh, review. Yay. Yay. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Um, you've heard us, and we love to hear from you. So if you'd like to talk about something we said, because we sure said enough this episode, or if there's something we completely left out, also, I find that hard to believe. Just go ahead and drop us a line. You can email us at screenerscast at gmail.com. Tweet us at screenerscast. Go on Facebook, search for Screeners Podcast, or leave us a comment at our website, screenerspodcast.com. We actually have a few comments um, to share with you to talk about, but we ran so long this episode, we went ahead and decided to postpone that. 
So, assuming Chad ever lets us record again, we will be back with that next episode. And we will see you guys next time. As always, if you like what you hear, go ahead, go on iTunes and leave us a review. And we'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.